Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, back again, two weeks in a row. I call that a streak. This is the Hot Take Hot Box Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. I am Matt McSweeney. Ty Capone is here as well. Ty, how are you feeling today on this Wednesday afternoon? Not bad. Not too bad. Middle of the week, hump day. Uh, NFL playoffs coming up. Yep. Pretty nervous. Pretty nervous. Our Kansas birds. lost a, a heartbreaker last night. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, and our, and our Sixers are seemingly turning the corner right They're now. They're rolling. Third, third in the They're East. They're rolling. Uh, Harden 15 cooking. 15 of the last 20. Maxi cooking, 17. Embiid cooking. Everyone's out there. But, ladies and gentlemen, there's probably people listening to this that are telling us to shut the fuck up. So, we will get right into... The MMA world, we had actually a, a good amount to talk about. We have a breakdown of the Strickland and Imovov card from this past weekend. We'll have a little bit of, uh, you know, Francis Ngannou is no longer the UFC undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, John Jones is back, and, uh, you know, we got some other news and notes to talk about. Some other fights to talk about, too. But uh, first, let's just get right into it. We got Sean Strickland and Imovov, and this fight went the way we thought it could, but we did not want it to happen that way. Uh, I don't have the cards in front of me, but I saw a lot of 49-46s. That seemed like the correct yeah. thing. It just seemed like the pressure of Strickland was a little bit too much for Imovov, and Imovov's striking is not as crisp as it as necessarily needed to be, nor was the power there to match or to at least back Strickland up or make him give him some pause to you know, think or maybe not want to put the, the amount of... I mean, he was in his face the entire fight, it seemed like, and Imovov wasn't really able to get any of the... You know, I mean, he, he's a good... You know, he's a good grappler, and he really wasn't able to get any of that going either. I think Strickland even took him down once or twice, but... Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess, what were your thoughts? I mean, it's kind of a disappointing uh, result for us, but, you know, a minus 115, this, it kind of could have gone either way, and uh, Strickland looked good on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I had after the first round, I was like, I, I, I pretty much knew he wasn't going to win. I, I didn't think he was going to be able to get the finish. And um, it sucks when that happens, out, man. He wasn't going to outpoint. I, I knew after the first round, I, I could tell he wasn't going to be able to hit Strickland, and Strickland was going to be able to hit him a little bit more. And that's that's pretty much what happened. Second round was close, but after that, it, you know, no no round was really close. I think Imavov on the fifth, uh, he actually looked pretty good. He he hit Strickland with a couple shots at the very 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 end. <clears throat> but it was just too little, too late. I mean, he's 26. Uh, you know, I had, I had a, I had a fear of this happening that he just wasn't ready. Yeah. He wasn't. Um, you know, just just a couple steps behind. Uh, you know, his game isn't too varied or varied enough. I guess I still, I really don't like Strickland's style. It just it, it freaks me out. Um, I think it's just a recipe for disaster. Really, the way you're just standing straight and bending back. It's something DC used to do, but he used to chain it into wrestling. Strickland doesn't really do that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Strickland still hits hard, and he's he's very smart still. I mean, he has great coaching, trains with all elite fighters, and uh, yeah, Imovov just wasn't ready. You know, he was getting hit a little too much. Uh, the, you know, obviously, as the fight went on, the cardio advantage is, is Strickland. After between the fourth and fifth, Imovov looked cooked. Yeah, and Strickland didn't. He didn't. Strickland didn't sit down once. So. Um, just goes to show, you know, in four or five years, uh, Imovov's going to be a completely different fighter, though, you know, when he's Strickland's age. So uh, just a big, big, big uh, learning step 
for him, and uh, you know he'll come back better. So um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, it, like you said, you kind of just laid it out perfectly. Not the end of the world for a uh, Imavov, uh, someone of that stature, but it's you know, like I just thought this was a, definitely a winnable fight going into it. But we did say the experience. This is the highest level guy he's fought. You know, we labeled some of the guys that he had fought before. And, you know, we just, I just didn't think, you know, I guess Strickland, based off what happened to him last time, he was definitely in that fight with Cannoneer. He was right there the whole time. You know, we, we said he could have won that fight uh, on the cards. Uh, you know, that really could have gone either way. But it's just, it's just a shame. I, I, I feel like pissed that I, I had the wrong side here because I definitely, now yeah. looking back at it, it's one of those, like, of course, man, you just got, you were sipping the anti, we on this podcast sip the anti-Strickland Kool-Aid. We don't, you know, we're, we're anti-Strickland. This fight, he actually used his IQ, which is uh, shocking. He actually threw some leg kicks like you talked about uh, yeah. going into this. Not many, but just enough to kind of keep him at bay. Or A couple make, front kicks. He yeah, make him body. think about it. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, good win for Strickland, and I guess I don't know what you could see from him next. I, I imagine he's going to need a little bit of time off, but who knows? Apparently, he's fighting every other day. Uh, you can see him fighting if Costa ever gets in there, or maybe a Brunson. Uh, you know, he's not going to fight Vittori, Brunson, but Whitaker winner, maybe. Uh, you know, because Whitaker's still Brunson. looking for a fight. But who knows? So. Good win for him, yeah. and Imavov. You know, it, the sky's the limit for him. He just needs to tighten it up a little bit. That's that's what I would say. But how about our man, Dan Ige? 50K. Dan Ige knocking out Damon Jackson, sending him to the shadow realm in the middle of the – or the I think it was the end of the first round. Do I have that end right? Second. End of the second. And uh, uh, Buddy's leg folded up underneath of him. I mean, he was – Damon Jackson's grappling just wasn't – he wasn't getting home this this time. And, you yeah. know, Dan is like a, a, like a, a fucking pit bull, man. He just – throws bombs he came out i mean he dropped them in the first 10 15 seconds of the fight like kind of like a flash drop but like he got right back up but it was just like oh okay like that's the kind of power we're dealing with in this fight and i mean plus 300 i'll take that any day of the week on that tko and we we, we yes, cash sir. out we get out of there with that nice uh, nice little pick but uh i guess not much to say other than that and just damon jackson is kind of a specialist right i mean it's just going to be a matchup situation with him well whether whether to take him or whether to not take him yeah, he he he's very awkward. Like the way he moves and just does anything. I don't know if you notice. Oh yeah, I mean his movements. He has two lines body. down his back for a tattoo. Which <laughs> That's is so insane. So bad. What are, like? What do you you know? Anyway, um, I was yeah. I got a little nervous here. I thought Ige. You know, uh, we almost went into the third round. If we would have got to the third round here, I would have been asking for questions. Um, funny enough, he got outstruck in the second round by ten. Yeah, and you know when Damon Jackson went went first and went forward. Uh, as long as he didn't stay there and sit in the pocket and try to change or exchange, uh, you know, he just blitz in and blitz out. As long as he just did that, he actually had some success. And his corner was yelling that at him, but uh, he wasn't equipped to really stand with Dan Ige for, for long. He's lucky he survived uh, as long as he did, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of, it goes, it, it uh, it's his, it goes to his advantage that he has that, like, grappling background. It allows him to strike in those situations, like you said. Like, as long as he doesn't stay in there, uh, Ige's, like, worried about the, the level change and kind of getting in and getting out. Like, he just wasn't, you know, he didn't, at certain points in his fight, he didn't seem 100% comfortable. And, you know, but he wound up absolutely just cracking him. 
Somebody else who uh, landed a vicious, vicious body shot in the uh, yeah. in the was what did they call this one? The feature bout of the night. Yeah. Uh, Roman Kopilov, somebody I thought about taking, and I just went back and forth on this. Didn't feel comfortable either way. The Russian Chase Hooper uh, takes care <laughs> of business with a TKO finish in the second round, I believe. Uh, I keep yep. going from page to page here, but. Right yeah, ten and two middle. now. Uh, I don't know what I, I wonder what the odds were on that. Uh, I think we got uh, it was a plus two hundred, plus one thirty five, plus one thirty five for just money like line. him money line. Yeah, so I imagine yeah. it's plus two thirty two fifty for a inside the distance sort of situation. But good for Kopilov, man. I mean, uh, Soriano came in absolutely juiced. It was a good fight, but you know, Kopilov has very, very like I think you talked about before, like very good striking. Uh, very good at managing the distance. You had plus 300 on TKO here. Uh, inside the distance was plus 250, 275. So definitely some money left out there on the field. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a good win for Kopilov. Uh, it just, uh, but this was a fight, you know, like like we kind of said, a lot of these fights, man, were right down the middle. The lines were right down the middle, and they're just nothing we felt comfortable with taking. For a, I mean, you you were playing four corners offense, so, you know, you, you this yeah. is a smart decision <laughs> by you, but... Uh, you know, good win for Kopilov. Yeah, ever since the, uh, he got in the UFC, lost his first two, but he's bounced back strong. Took some time off after he lost to Carl Roberson, and uh, I'm telling you, man, when he when he actually goes forward and puts out a nice, you know, nice amount of volume, <clears throat> he looks good and he hits hard. Uh, Puna, though, I think you know he had a little bit of hype coming in. Yeah, you know, he's three and three now, I think, in the UFC. Uh, three out of his last four, he's lost so. Got to go back to the drawing board here. I mean, nothing was really working here. He, he really just has that left, and he lunges and leans, and he's he's done that his whole career. So, you know, not not seeing any improvements in, in that huge glaring hold in this game is uh, a bit worrisome. Didn't get a takedown either. I thought that yeah. would have been easier to get. Roman Kopilov doesn't have good takedown defense. Uh, his percentage is like 38, I think. So, um, yeah, it's worrisome for Puna. It just seems like his thing is just like aggression – and just power, and there's not really uh, any flexibility in that. Like, it's just, like, one way, like we kind of said, like, it's either he gets you out of there early, or it's, like, he's able to, like, float around or keep his head above water for a little bit, but if someone puts the foot on the gas, and, and, you know, this was kind of, I didn't think a finish would be in the play here when we were talking about it before, but, I mean, it's definitely possible. It's just... He's had trouble. I mean, the, the Maximov fight was different. You know, the Brendan Allen fight was different because those two were grappling heavy sort of uh, situations. I mean, this Kopilov just kind of put it on put it on him and just caught him and then, you know, got the finish. But this is a fight I heard you uh, were not happy with, this next one. Uh, Raquel Pennington, this is it went exactly as we were scared that it would go. Yeah. And Raquel Pennington, the queen of the split decision, Gets it done. She is now fifteen and eight. She takes out your queen, Ketlin Vieira. I will leave the floor to you to let you go on and talk about how pissed you are about what happened this weekend. Yeah, man, that was horseshit. Um, I just I was on the wrong side of the split decision. I kind of knew I would be. I should have bet both of them to win by split, honestly, because I knew one of them would. Yeah, Ketlin just like I knew once she was doing stupid shit like getting in the clinch. And getting against the cage, I was yeah. like, "No, this is not good. This is this is how you lose minutes and lose rounds that you shouldn't lose." And it happened. One judge somehow, mer- somehow. Uh, let me see this. I think one judge gave her the first, gave Pennington the first. 
which is hilarious. But even more, even funnier, one judge gave her the third. Every, all three judges had different scorecards. Yep. Uh, you know, Saudi Amato, Mike Bell, Derek Cleary, the usual suspects at it again. A Pennington fight. Um, I'm not sure how how Derek Cleary gave the third to the Pennington at all. Nothing really happened. Uh, you know, I can admit that, like, at all. Um, yeah, it was a boring she fight. Did, like, she didn't do anything. Like, you know, at least the harder shots, the grappling-ish advantage. Like, there wasn't much going on. It was kind of just, like leaning on against each other and reversing spots. But Ketlin did get her back, kind of. Uh, didn't do anything with it. But just, just the overall, um, you know, who did more and, and what did they do that, what you know, what mattered. You know, she hit harder. She went to the head more. Uh, Pennington went to the body more, but also Ketlin went to the legs. So she kind of, you know, balanced that out. I, I just thought she landed the harder shots, was more active. Not, not She wasn't more active, um, but she just did did enough. And, you know, no, nobody cares at all. <laughs> I could just hear That's the disgust why... in your voice, man. Just <laughs> just like, you know what? Like, exactly. This is exactly. we. You go back and listen to last week's episode if you didn't, people. Like, we talked about how this could happen. If you let yourself get your, your back up against the cage against Raquel Pennington, you are losing minutes of that fight. You are losing an exchange, and it's just not they all enough. They just feel ha- bad for her. Yeah, not she enough. She got pregnant once, and they're all like, you know, we're just going to give her decisions. And Let's she, just keep giving she got it to her. the bejesus. She wants the title shot. Yeah, it's stop. Fuck she, out of she, here. She got the fucking shit beat out of her by Amanda Nunes, and she's in the corner going, please, I don't want to do this anymore. And her corner's like, you got it. Come on, Rocky. You're, you're the champ. Unbelievable. She goes out there and gets crucified in, in the middle of the octagon in the fifth round. And now, listen, the biggest... that's the thing. You look at the, you look at the uh, rankings. Raquel Pennington is number two in the women's bantamweight division. That's what's that's the. I know she's she's on a five fight winning streak. So fucking probably the worst one. To you ever want me to read you the top ten? All right, here we go. We got Juliana yeah, Pena. Juliana Pena should fight Raquel Pennington next. That, that's that's probably the next two fight. bums. Holly Holm is number three. Okay, like after she got robbed by uh, you know everyone by you know when, when she when she got <laughs> robbed Kellen by Kellen Vieira, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Irene Aldana. Of course, I was on Kellen that night. Yeah, wasn't I? exactly. Uh, Irene Aldana. Okay, well, Yana. She Kunitz- just got a fight though. Yeah, Yana Kunitskaya. <laughs> Penny Kianzad is number seven. Haven't seen her fight. Macy Chason is number eight. Carol Hosa is number nine, and Misha Tate. Is number ten. Don't call it a comeback. Julia Avila is number eleven. By the way, Norma Dumont is number thirteen. Lena Landsberg Woo! is number twelve. Whoa, Josie Ann Nunez is number fifteen. All right, hold Let's go. on. Mini Nunez, baby. Let's go. So, Mini Nunez is in the building. All right, all right. Disclaimer: Arena Aldana is now fighting Amanda Nunez for the belt. Is that is that locked in? Yes, for two eighty five. Are you serious? Yeah. When is that? Eighteenth. That is March fourth. That is the John Jones Cyril Gon card. Isn't Shevchenko fighting that same night? Uh, they're trying to make it a triple. Ah, uh, um, really? Triple t- It sounds. That's what it sounds like. Um, Shevchenko's fighting you know, uh, Alexa Grasso, which we talked about. Now it's going to be Aldana Nunez and Grasso Shevchenko, which is you know probably going to be minus seven hundred both ways. Maybe honestly, maybe maybe more. Um, honestly, maybe it's <laughs> like a thousand each. I'm not sure, but. Um, I hope I like Aldana and Grasso. I hope they both win, but I, I don't know about I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll be curious to see when the odds come out for some of these fights. What uh, what they think or what what the what the predictions are for you know just some of this different shit. But 
Let's keep it rolling. This is disgusting. I said, I, I, the the women's bantamweight, the higher up in weight shit. they get, the more disgusting. They, I mean, the men's is kind of like that too, but at least the heavyweights have like a upper echelon of like real legitimate contenders. And then there's like some guys that are up and coming that you worry about. The the women's is just like when I read P- Panny Keen's odd is number seven. I mean, Ugh, what are we doing? What are we doing? But how about Umar? Shout out to Umar Nurmagomedov, man, with Dr. a Umar? nasty na- – no, not to be confused with Dr. Not Umar. Dr. Okay. Uh, yeah, totally different guy, <laughs> totally different uh, thought process. But Umar Nurmagomedov takes out Ioni Barcelos with a nasty, nasty, like, fake or like kick and then snuck a left hook behind it and put Barcelos in, in, into the, the, the land of wind and ghosts is the best way to, to say that. He was snoozed out. <laughs> I was concerned for his well-being, and Umar is 16-0 and 0 now. So, uh, I mean, there, I guess there's not much to say other than that, but I guess I'll ask you, what do you do next with Mr. Nurmagomedov? I think he's he was 11 before that, and I know Barcelos is unranked, but he's going to move up. He, you you got to figure he's going to move ahead of, you know, Simone and Song and maybe Dom Cruz too. Probably seven is and, where I'd put him. Yeah. Uh, and then what do you get, what do you do next with them? I think maybe you give them. Um, I guess they just made Jose Aldo Marab. I mean, um, Piotr Jan and Marab. So yeah. I was gonna say give him Marab so he can figure him out because somebody's gonna figure him out. It, it would be Umar. Um, do you give him Saeed Nurmagomedov? I don't, I don't know. know. Is that like a is battle that, of the Nurmagomedovs? Do yeah, I that, relate it? No. Like, that might be a train. That would be something. That would be something. That would be so funny. That would be. No, awesome. they have to do that. Unless they just probably they probably I could see him obviously. fighting like Dom Cruz, seriously, yeah. or Song Yudong, or, um, or like one of those guys that he just jumped. I think that, that would be a perfect matchup for him. Honestly, I think a good matchup, maybe not a sexy fight, would be Ricky Simone because yeah, you know, seriously, there's the wrestling, there's the wrestling aspect, and Ricky Simone's gotten a lot better. It'd be tough. I mean, you know, going from Ioni Barcelos to Ricky Simone, it's, it's a pretty big step. Not a big, but it's, it's a step up. You know, so I think giving him a top ten guy now, and then maybe next you give him a top five guy, and then. Maybe get a title shot, and th- that's crazy to say because one thirty five is like deep. You know, yeah. you got Sean O'Malley, Piotr Jan, uh, Cheeto Vera, Corey Sanhagen, Aljo. Uh, if Cejudo wants to come back and play in those waters, uh, yeah, pro- possibly Davison Figueredo in the future. Yeah. Um, the top ten so, I'll read for you for the thirty fives in the men is totally different from what I'll read to you in the women's. I mean, like you, yeah, like you said, you the, just named a lot day. of them. Song Yedong is number eight. You know. Pedro Munoz is number nine. Ricky Simone. You know, even Adrian Yanez is 13. Jack Shore. Guys like that are just hanging out at 15. There's unranked guys who are savages at 35. So, yeah, you sign me up, man. But how about me ta- taking out that uh, plus 200 inside the distance? Uh, so far, of the fights I've read, I'm 2-2. Two and two. You are 0-1. Oh so, uh, you, you know. Hey. Uh, you, like four corners, it, it, it works out sometimes. Uh, it, it, you didn't have a bad night, though. It wasn't, like, horrible. We've had nights I, where we I got cooked for eight years. No, I mean, this this was just like a, we kind of talked about. It. it was a disappointing card. Like, it's just one of those I cards. I thought Imovov was going to send me, send me home to end it, you know? I thought, but. And this fight card's going to be difficult because, you know, I'll have to be dual monitor going with the birds and the uh, and the UFC going at the same That's time. That's going to be tough. Yeah. I also want to bet a lot, and it's going to be a big card, and it's a long card, so I'm like, the fact that the game's on an A15 is like, fuck. Brutal. UFC starts at 6. Like, I guess by the time the Eagles game ends, 
I think we're going to be not by the main event, but we're going to be close. Like you know, yeah, what I mean? we'll like, be like third fight from the main event. Co-main, maybe. Yeah, co- I, well, I mean, think about it. The game will be over Listen, by like we'll, eleven. We'll this dragon card starts yeah. at like ten, so you'll probably be through one. Maybe you'll be th- midway through one the second two. fight of the night, and you'll be able to. to game you know, ends at like in. eleven fifteen or thirty. Probably. Yeah. Hopefully, we're getting yeah, yeah. out of there early on by, by the time you know we're. we're oh, tell me we're, about we're, it. We'll be Jalen's gridding in the end zone and stuff like that, but. Yeah, or you know, Danny Jones is doing it. Um, Danny, or Danny Jones myself. is doing some crazy <laughs> dance I've never seen before, and everyone—they're all shitting on the fucking yeah. Throwing the, the, the up the to the stands and shit like that, where I'm just getting pissed. Yeah, that, that, I could see that happening. But um, so yeah, I mean, good win for Umar. Uh, absolutely, just put him put him in a grave, man. And uh, you know, we just keep keep it moving. These these Russian guys <laughs> we talk about—they're just animals. How about Javid Basharat? Just not a finisher, man. He's just not. He is a decision guy. He's just, you know, as long as it's unanimous, unanimous, unanimous in his three official UFC fights, uh, we didn't have that. I didn't have that, actually. Did you, I give you? No. Damn you, it. You did not have that. Uh, I had Basharat inside the distance, and I did not cash that out. So, tough one for me, but... Uh, he looked no. good though. He did look good. Saying, I, I mean, he's a, he's super talented, but it's just to this, to bet on. He did, you're not really he, able to make money yeah. off him. Yeah, the way that guy fights, Madonts, like he's pretty decent. You know, I think that's a, fighting Basharat's tough. You yeah, know, it was a tough matchup for both guys. Like they couldn't really get, they couldn't really look their best. They honestly probably looked. I don't think Basharat did, but I think Madonts looked his worst probably. But that's such a tough test. Like Basharat's legit, man. We're gonna see his. His brother uh, Farid, I think, is um, this week. He fights in Brazil. I forget who he fights. Uh, I want to say he takes on somebody decent, maybe. No, he's not even on this card. I no, forgot. he's I, I on. Um, he's on a uh, March card, the one that they were uh, the Three Jones five, card. Was it I saw? He's on the Jones yeah, card. That's right. I saw because I saw his name pop up on the bottom. So, uh, I, I do like Javid. Uh, or Javid, Javid, I don't know how you want to say it, but you know he's only twenty-seven too, so he's young, one thirty-five again. Fucking just, yep, it, just it another breeds guy. killers, just breeds killers. So we're gonna have to. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him. I guess um, honestly, if I was to look at uh, look at where you want to rank him, obviously he's not he's not ranked, but just speaking in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. You would give him like somebody like Holly and Paiva, or uh, you know Saeed Yokub. Yeah, um, that's not a bad matchup, maybe, especially yeah, coming Adrian, off the loss. Yeah, Adrian Yanez. That's a fun uh, matchup. I think he might have a fight coming up against Rob Font. I could be wrong. Um, but either way, just somebody like that, Montel Jackson, Victor Henry. There's there, there's so many decent, solid fighters you know, in this division. So uh, I, I honestly think he can go a long way. I just, like you said, need to see some finishes or just need to see a little more to, to really uh, believe in that ceiling because, again, you know, you got guys like Sean O'Malley, Aljo, Piotr Jan, who aren't even champions. Well, Aljo is, but like, you know, Cheeto Vera and, and Sanhagen. So, we'll see. Rob Font is up next for Adrian Nunez, April 8th is what I'm yep. seeing on here. So, yeah, good one for Javid. Uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan uh, took out our boy, Claudio Ribeiro. Uh, Claudio had one round in him, and then as soon as that second round started, he kind of got leaned on. Uh, Al Hassan was kind of using that clinch, that you know, threatening the wrestling. Didn't really get much off in that first round, but then once that second round started, he hit him with a couple of shots and just out. Uh, Ribeiro just looked, yeah, he looked like 
worried. He looked a little worried. And then oh, that one right hand came over the guard, and that was it. Dropped oh. him. Ref stepped in. That was it. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, cash out our inside the distance. Thank you for uh, you know, convincing me to go the other way. And because I was thinking about taking a shot on Mr. Ribeiro, that was not the move. Uh, Al Hassan cashes out, and uh, you know he is on the fade list, though. So we'll we'll say yeah, that. He's, but he, you know he's a little stiff. He got he got hit chipped up a little bit in the first round, but Ribeiro is just a little wild, and um, I don't know if he's really UFC level. I know he can get away with some things. Uh, that was also a tough test for his debut. Honestly, Al Hassan's just he's just older, and he and he missed a good chunk of his prime. So. Uh, how about this call out of Joaquin Buckley? Man, that was yeah, that was wild. What do you call him? A, a, a pussy? A bitch? Something like that? I mean, that was, that was wild. Buckley's uh, he's got a lot of haters. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people don't like Joaquin Buckley. I don't really like him. I don't. It's funny, and I don't have a real reason other than him like talking shit to Chimaya. Just and talking, I was like, what are you doing, he, dude? Like those guys yeah, would kill he does you. It a lot. Like, he, he talks a lot of shit to other people. I think he did it in his last... He, does he it was on Rogan. It's like, what, are you, what is he doing on Rogan? I didn't watch it, but I was like, <laughs> I just saw like, clips of him on Rogan talking shit, and I'm like, what? what is that? But, you know, because there's other or guys... Raquel that, Pennington on Rogan. Right, yeah, I'll miss that episode as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about Matus Rebecki? Not getting the finish and going to a unanimous decision with Nick Fiore. Shout out to Nick Fiore, by the way. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, absolute New he England legend. He's part of the New England up. cartel. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually did not. I saw the first round, and then once my first round didn't cash, I uh, went and walked about the house, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, nothing, nothing much. Ren, Ren, I guess it's pronounced Ren Betchke. Ren Betchke. Oh, thank you, Ren, there's Ren a, there's a, That's probably why Ren, I lost. Ren Betchke. There's a, there's no, there's an N pronounced that's not in there. Okay. Um, Shout out to he Poland. got he got a thirty twenty six from Tony Weeks, um, so yeah, it was pretty. That was for the first round. He pretty much right. dominated him, but he did get caught open. He he fights a little wild. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, on the fade list. Hell yeah, he fights very wild. He dumps. He you know blows his load oh, all over the place oh, very yeah. very early. Oh yeah, but he kind of just dominated Fury. I think Fury. I don't know. I mean, he had I think the least amount of fights out of anybody in the light lightweight division in the UFC. So it's obvious, you know, he's going to need some time and some slow building fighting. This guy is, is a tough test. So yeah, not much happened. I mean, he got controlled for like nine minutes, some shit like that. Yeah. So what are you going to do? On to the next. Blow your load all over the place. Mr. Ren everywhere. Uh, so <laughs> Ren Uh, so Alan Nascimento, Carlos Hernandez just looked totally overmatched in this fight. A little bit of, uh, I don't want to say like lack of IQ, but he kind of just panicked. When uh, Nascimento got him down, got his back, and just yep. got him out of there pretty quickly. I mean, getting up from that position is just very dumb. I mean, it's easy for me to say, but like I've seen uh, many of these fights where it's just like when you're getting up, you're using both your hands to get up. That means you're not defending yeah. your neck. That grip is getting tight. Yeah, and that's just that's just allowing the guy to do. slide in, and you're donezo. So once he had that yeah. body triangle, he basically just had to ride it out for the rest of the round. And get out of there and start over, you know, in the next round. But it didn't seem like it was going to matter. He was just overmatched. Uh, tough first fight, but uh, go win for Nascimento. Yeah, uh, you know, Nascimento has has that Charles Oliveira fight style. You know, he has that uh, shoot the box style to him, which which honestly makes him dangerous and makes him a potential 
dark horse challenger and then you know especially a flyweight yeah and you know he's 31 that's not bad uh, he's now two and one his only loss was uh to Ulan Bekoff, and that was a split um he could have won that Piva fight on the contender series I think he's lost a couple splits you know even outside of you so he fought Ricardo Hamos so um yeah we'll see what he does I 125 you know we said it a while ago but we're uh, glad uh, they kept it around yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what the the lighter guys are probably some of my favorite fights. I mean, we just talked about thirty five, uh, you know, even all the way up to probably like fifty five. Those divisions are yeah. so deep, even seventy. But um, yeah, uh, Dan Argetta with a unanimous decision victory over Nick Aguirre, who I know you were a big fan of. Slick Nick coming into this one uh, from Oswego, yeah. Illinois. <laughs> I have to keep saying that, but, uh, yeah, good win for Argetta, uh, unanimous decision. I didn't have anything on this, so it really was just kind of, you know, sort of a dominant victory for Argetta, but Argetta's good. I like yeah. Argetta. Yeah. He's a good, he's, he's a grinder. He's a, yeah. he's a solid little grinder of a fighter. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he moves up in, uh, caliber of opponent. He's another one, 145. He's a little small for that, that weight class, but yeah, he's only I think five, five seven. I think six, is what it says. Seven, yeah. yeah. And Aguirre or Aguile is like five ten. You know, he he had some good size to him, but long reach, but didn't matter really. And then we have the first fight of the night. Last fight we are going to talk about Charles Johnson, uh, NRG. Is that is yeah? That's 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 the right terrible. Name. That's the right name. So bad. That's one of the best names. The in hair mixed martial arts. Uh, now it's horrible. And he, yeah, and then he's got like a blue speck on the back of it's, his head. <laughs> It's just like the back portion of his hair. It's just bad. Yeah. It's like when you forget, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know what you were about to say, but uh, he, he... I know. <laughs> <laughs> something so stupid that you would have just laughed at my idiocy, but uh, not even worth it. Uh, shout out to Jimmy Flick, who uh, he just, you know, did not look good in this fight. Couldn't really get no. the um, the jujitsu going. Uh, it just, he didn't have much for him. Uh, I thought the stoppage was bad. Seeing yeah, as there's Charles 33 seconds Kerry left, Hatley. Kerry Hatley. He had uh, Charles Johnson inside the distance. Yeah, prop. well, probably first round prop. Uh, <laughs> it just—I didn't think. I think it was—I didn't think it was horrific, but it was just like, I don't know. It's the first round. He really didn't take a much super amount of damage. It wasn't like he was like wobbled or like he was like eyes rolled back, head bouncing off. The, like he was defending himself. He was moving. I mean, he got hit with one of the elbows that made him bleed. But I feel like that's the reason it wound up getting stopped. I just thought early stoppage, but uh, you know, either way, I think the result probably happens the same way, uh, Charles Johnson. But you know, when you have a jiu-jitsu guy like that, you just never know. It's anything can happen. But uh, tough night for uh, tough night for us with the uh, Jimmy Jimmy Flick sub. We thought we were going to be yeah, able to we strike gold. We should have flipped it. You know, we should have flipped it. Imagine if Jeff Molina would have fought Jimmy Flick. Oh, Ooh, we yeah. were all over Jeff Molina oh, Jeff first Molina. round. Shout <laughs> out to Jeff Molina. Uh, the the Jimmy the Greek of the UFC, but uh, <laughs> so that is that is the card. That is UFC Vegas sixty seven. All right, yeah. Talk to me. Run them up. Bro, Can't wait for sixty nine. But uh, <laughs> Dan Ige, fifty K Ige gets fifty thousand dollars for a performance. The, of the first night. time ever. No, I'm kidding. Roman Kopilov gets fifty thousand dollars. Umar Nurmagomedov gets $50,000, and your boy, Alin Nascimento, he also gets $50,000. So, shout out to all the boys who made some money. We will be back on Friday, but first we will have some stuff to talk about. But we have a pay-per-view card coming up on 
this Saturday evening, we have Jamal Hill and uh, Glover Teixeira getting in there to settle the lightweight division. And we also, this is from Brazil too, which is always a crazy environment to watch a fight. I'm sick I won't be able to like really lock in uh, live and watch the whole card. I'll have to go back later and like watch all the car. I'll watch a lot of the fights, but um, you know, Josian Nunez is getting in there. Well, you know, Terrence McKinney, Jolton Almeida is getting in there. The Bum Fiend brothers. Yeah. See who, which one's a fraud? And which Thiago one's not. Moises, Robocop's getting in there. Shogun's fighting uh, Potiera. Oh man. Paul Jesus. Craig is getting in there against Johnny Walker. I mean, that's what we call an old yeller. Andrade and Lauren Murphy, Gilbert Burns, and Neil Magny. I mean, there's a lot of good, good fights on this card. A lot of Brazilians getting in there, which as they should. But I'll uh, say this: God, free parlay right here. Josiah Nunes, Jalton Almeida, Jessica Andrade, minus one ninety four. How do either of those three lose? There's no shot. And you might even I'm just saying want to sprinkle another one in there. Uh oh. To make it plus Ooh. money. Uh oh. <laughs> Give it to us. I guess RoboCop, honestly. <laughs> yep. RoboCop would be my guy because I saw that man's face almost disintegrate and he kept fighting. The man you know, it would be kept s- fighting. <laughs> Who did he just beat? Um, It was uh my boy. Yeah, we had... His name is Brother. Edukani? Yeah, Chidi. I mean, it would be so on brand for him to come out here and dominate Chidi and then lose this guy, Bruno Ferreira, who, you know... Who they just maybe picked I should up just off research the, yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guy looks the like a savage, market. but, you know, uh, oh, boy. Uh, Ty, we Uh-oh. might have to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, listen, his last... Let's do it. His last, uh, you know, this is his recent run of fights. Oh, his nickname is the Hulk? Oh, he's an easy fade. Knockout. Easy fade. Round one knockout. Round one knockout. Round one knockout. <laughs> round two knockout. <laughs> round one's triangle choke. Round one uh, rear naked choke. And then the other ones. Round two knockout. Round one knockout. Round one arm bar. So uh, listen, ah. I don't know, man. That's uh, all I'm gonna say about this. I don't know. I, don't put that in there. All right, we're gonna have to lock. Name, his nickname is the Hulk. The magic parlay will have to wait until Friday afternoon. And for all you people out there who love to listen to this podcast, but first, before we get out of here, John Jones, he is back. He is fighting March fourth against Cyril Gon. Uh, not Steve Bamiocic, as many of the people were talking about, and the speculation was surrounding that fight happening. Francis Ngannou is no longer the UFC heavyweight champion. He's no longer in the UFC, as he is now a free agent to go and uh, roam about the cabin as he may please or choose. Uh, I guess I'll ask you what you think about all this uh, first before I get into any of my thoughts. Yeah, I guess... I guess um I guess what I what I'm curious for is what Francis even does. I th- I think I think the maybe not obvious, but I think the uh quick thing to do cuz it's not, they said he was 50-50 for March, which leads me to believe that anytime beyond March he's going to be good to go. Yeah. He's going to be good for any kind of contact and especially for boxing. I feel like he, that's probably what's next. Um one or I just don't know who he boxes. Like he's not going to box any of the big names, just because you know they're not going to waste their time. I think all of them have a big fight lined up. You know, like Usyk and Fury are waiting for each other. It might be, you know, maybe Fury decides to mix things up and throw a wrench in things. He's he's done that before. Yeah, and say fuck it, I'll make Usyk wait, make the whole world wait for the only fight we want to see, uh, and I'll just fight this UFC fighter that I'll get a bunch of money for and I'll kill him. Um, maybe he brings another. 
MMA heavyweight to box. Maybe he boxes like, you know, Derek Chisora or one of those guys who's been around for a minute, but, they, you know, Andy there's nothing Ruiz. really going on. Yeah, and, well, Andy Ruiz is probably getting Deontay Wilder. Oh, really? That's what I think okay, what they're trying to set up. I kept hearing, like, the one that makes sense to me is Joshua, which I know he probably... Right, but he just... He just he just changed camps and now he's training full time in America for the first time ever. So he's like hunkered down. I don't think he's going to do all that just to fight. Just to Francis fight Francis Ngannou. Ngannou. You know? I could see like I think them getting one in and then like I don't think Ngannou's going to f- fight and probably until the summer. Yeah, probably right. Because it's it'll take a while right. for this to all come together. What I want to what I want to see is what he does next. I feel like Bellator has to happen. Like, I know they keep talking about PFL, and that kind of makes me a little nervous because I really don't want to see him over there. You know, they, they keep trying to push this, you know, Jake Paul, and maybe Nate Diaz will go to PFL, and, and, and maybe there will be like this super fight league, and maybe Francis will go, and it's like, well, what are we even, what's Francis going to do over there? Is he going to fight fucking Bruno Capeloza and Dennis Goldsev? Yeah. And, dude, Juan Adams? Like, come on. I, there's no, at least in Bellator, you have names. You have Ryan Bader, who he would. <laughs> He would just, I don't, you know, he would leave in a pile of blood. Uh, you know, Fedor, Fedor, Jesus. If he just, if he looked at him, I think Fedor would go to sleep. Check Congo. It's like, what is there, what's in it for uh, Francis? Is he going to get paid elsewhere? Maybe. But he's not going to, I don't, I assume he wouldn't get paid what he's going to get paid in the UFC. They said he had a deal that was going to make him the, the, the richest. Guess, what, richest heavyweight. Yeah. Heavyweight ever, which eventually, I'm assuming that deal went towards, what John Jones got, so now you know make that he got the contract that Francis is going to get. So I, there's no doubt in my mind Francis can go make money elsewhere. I just I, I just don't know what's really in it for him. I know he's not young, so it's not like he really has anything to prove. He's probably one of the best heavyweights ever. I assume, yeah, because people were talking about Stipe, and he smoked Stipe with a jab. <laughs> so like, he he obviously doesn't care about that. So it's, yeah. you know, he's he's all about chasing money, which I'm fine with. I just I. I feel like you know we're kind of being robbed of you know a generational talent that we don't get to see fight John Jones, which is what everybody wanted. Yeah, and that's kind of the disappointing part of this is that it takes one of the best fighters out of the best fighter pool and moves them out into the you know into the other pool of people who it's just like you said, like who the fuck is he gonna fight? Like where where you're gonna be like oh this is a great matchup like this is an intriguing you know competitive mixed martial arts bout like when Ngannou and and Cyril Gom were fighting we were like oh my god like I really like we I think we both had Ngannou but we were like this could go the other way like we you know yeah. we really don't know what's gonna happen if they make Ngannou and Juan Adams in the in the first fight of the regular season for the PFL. I don't give a flying <laughs> fuck. I don't even know if I would watch it. I, I, that's like they it, wouldn't even be able to drop uh, like an odd odds on that. Like it would be like minus fifty five thousand. Exactly. So it's like what what are we doing? Like I get from his standpoint, he feels like he was like disrespected. He was fighting for more than just the money and everything. Like he like I, I think he said he wanted uh, health care for everyone. Like he was trying to like make a stand. Basically. The fact that he didn't get any of that is pathetic. Yeah, exactly. And, and he like I'm not, you know I'm with him. He's right though. He is 100%. right. Like like them being independent contractors and being treated still like under contract and they're not allowed to fight anywhere else and they're on these multi fight deals. Like it is bullshit. It's not fair and it's not right. And the some some point it's gonna have to change or someone's gonna have to do something about it. But 
you know, it just sucks that it has to be Francis Ngannou that we lose, who's yeah. probably the most exciting heavyweight that we've had in many years. Many years. I mean, Stipe is a great fighter, but I don't know about necessarily exci- – you know, like, the, the, it's just different, I, I would say. The level of the, – that a Francis Ngannou fight brings to it, the, the predator, man. Like, he has absolute, like, murderous power in his hands. Yeah. And, you know, and then we just got to see the, the next level of his game with his ground game and, you know, like that those sweep, the sweeps in the fifth round of that, of that gone fight. It's just, it's a shame that that's, and I'm really hoping that there's some way back into the UFC that maybe he goes, does the boxing one time and then sometime in the winter of next year, he runs it back and they, they come back and maybe he takes a little bit less or maybe the, the UFC, the heavyweight division needs another boost and they get a guy like Ngannou, but you know. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt him coming back or re-signing event or something. You know, I just think right now it, there's maybe it's just bad timing. With oh everything yeah, going on. Cyril Gon, Stipe, and John Jones are now all of a sudden now they're all in the picture for March. They all want to be in March. You know, after after years of neither Stipe or John wanting to do fucking anything. Yep. Besides tweet and go on Instagram. That's I think feel like Stipe, Instagram is Stipe's thing. Um. Yeah, and he just popped on. on uh, he was on Hawani show, I think today or yeah, the other day, where where he's like, "Yeah, like I was ready to go for uh, March." Yeah, it's I'm like, sure. well, how I'm the sure fuck were we supposed to know that? Like, you, we haven't seen yeah. you in, you know. <laughs> but you, you know, like you mentioned, you look at the uh, top ten for the uh, the Bellator heavyweight division. Ryan Bader's the current champion. You have Moldovsky is the uh, number one contender. Sure. Linton Vassell. Is number two yeah. Emilianenko, number three Czech Congo, Steve Mowry, Timothy Johnson, Marcelo Golm, like mm. you know Daniel Keep James, Tyrell Fortune, yeah. yeah, you know, like my dick's getting rocked up here just watching some of these names. No, but seriously, Tyrell Fortune's like fifty. There's like a bunch of forty-year-olds in that top ten. Yeah. I know Francis isn't young, but like, I'm serious. Imagine if Fedor fights Francis. What? How could he? How how long would that last? Like. 12 seconds I'd say at least that has like novelty to it you know what I mean like that has like yeah, the ooh, like yeah like ooh, this is fun. Get Frank Mir yeah. in there yeah exactly Brock Lesnar <laughs> yeah, well, well sign me up yeah, if it's Brock Lesnar but <laughs> Francis yeah, and Brock let him juice up yeah Francis and Brock Lesnar that, but that's why we wanted to see Francis and John Jones man like that's like the highest level it can get you know we don't know if if John Jones would be able to get him down or get close to him enough to take him down so it's just no no <laughs> Here's an idea for you. Oh, what, here we go. What's the first? What's the first thought? What's the sure. first thought that pops in your when pops in your mind when I tell you Francis Ngannou has signed with BKFC? Oh my God! Uh, f- have him fight Blueface. Now, uh, I what what were, they, what were they saying? He like they already have like a name for him to fight in BKFC. Uh, let's see who they have in heavyweight. He, I mean, if he goes to that shit, it's just like. <laughs> Dude, imagine what he would do to somebody. He would kill someone. He would, <laughs> he would kill someone, man. Like what? Money is money, man. But at a certain point, you have to have some respect for your name and There's your legacy. There's got to be a everything. line, yeah, that man. We draw like, at some point. <laughs> I mean, who am I? That's like when I say, like, uh, when these guys are going to Saudi Arabia to play golf. It's like, you, I hey, man, I, it would be tough for me to turn down a hundred million. But also, when I have a shit ton of money already. Am I going to besmirch my legacy by going and playing meaningless golf in the Middle East? 
I mean, listen. Whatever. I, at least they're getting. At least they're getting or, money. You know, now it's they're playing at Trump National and stuff like that. Yeah, but whatever. But. <laughs> at least it's blood money, but they're getting money. I don't know if you're really going to get paid from BKFC. David Feldman is a very shysty guy. Oh yeah. Um. Also, I don't. Do they have? Do they have champions? I'm trying to see if they have any kind of ranking system. <laughs> Or so I just want to see who they have it like that's like a heavyweight because I, I know they have names. It's obviously not anybody that would like stand a chance against Francis. I just would love to see like you know who they throw him in there with. I think the Joe, current Joe, heavyweight champion is Arnold Joey Adams. Rake. Oh man, they got to beat Joey Beltron. Uh, Joey Beltron, yes, Jesus, who as I believe well, stepped away. Yeah, well, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw like the first the first person to reach out or to say something was BKFC. Like, hey, you know, we're interested in signing you, Francis. Like, yeah, I'm sure you are. You know, I'm sure you know I'm interested in dating Margot Robbie, but I don't. I just don't know. You know what our odds are on that? Yeah, um, well, apparently that's so. you know Chase Chase Sherman fought for the BKFC title in Biloxi, Mississippi. So that's <laughs> that's about all you need to know, to be honest, and. Pretty Hopefully much. we get Platinum Perry in there with Nganu well, or, you know, that's just... somebody. <laughs> yeah, what am I talking about? Maybe Britton Hart. Maybe that. Uh, <laughs> get her in there since she get, thinks she gets robbed all the time. Yeah, she does get screwed, but all right. Uh, before we get out of here, though, I did want to talk about Jeff Molina, one of our favorites. He's uh, suspended indefinitely now by the, uh, I believe, the UFC and the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I believe is the... Uh, yeah, the Nevada State Athletic Commission on uh, allegations of substantial involvement in the gaming scheme that allegedly involved his coach, James Krause. Uh, at a meeting held uh, in Las Vegas, Molina was handed a temporary suspension by the commission, which will continue uh, investigations. Will will continue until investigations conclude. Uh, you know, he's removed from the UFC database. They things of that. Uh, evidence has come to light leading to the allegations that respondent Jeff Molina has was involved in some substantial way. So substantial is like, you know, <laughs> I think yeah. some money was trading hands, if that's uh, what... Yeah, they, they know is what they're they, trying Yeah, to exactly. Like, in the gaming serious. scheme, uh, currently uh, under ongoing investigation related to James Krause. Uh, this is from uh, December 15th, I believe, is when this was, uh, you know, no further details were provided to the allegations pertinent to Molina's involvement specifically. However, ESPN reported earlier this month that Molina was quoted as encouraging members to join a betting group established and run by Kraus. He's trained with a lot of fighters, lives and breathes a sport as a coach and fighter, at times has to scoop on injuries, non-announced matchups. How fighters oh, look <laughs> look like in camp, etc. Molina wrote in the group in Oof. stocks. This is called insider training in MMA betting. It's called James Krause. For the last Oof. six months, all my bills, including mortgage and Karna, have been paid via Krause's oh picks. Do yourself a favor and join the VIP. So that's this, good. This that's shit. Good. I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know. Much just said, hey. I didn't. Are you looking? <laughs> Because I'm doing something that I shouldn't do. I don't know if you knew this or not. <laughs> Yo, he's paying my Good car note, price. dude. Do yourself he's a all my favor. Bills. Oh, and join the VIP. So we might not he see Jeff Molina. Yeah, insider trading <laughs> is is what stocks have. MMA betting, it's That's called good. James Kraus. So, good. I mean, that is quite a uh, pitch to uh, go, <laughs> go there for. So, uh, I mean... What do you make of all this? I mean, James Krause, kind of a shame. He ruined, uh, you know, one of our favorite uh, guys to bet his fighters because I always loved 
you know, like we said, now that we realize it makes sense because he was always, you know, he had the money line, so he was really needed these guys yeah. to win. They needed to pay his car bill. They uh, needed to pay his mortgage. So <laughs> they needed to pay for his wife's dinner. You know, like that's it. All makes sense. Yeah, it all oh, makes sense man. now. Yeah, Molina referred to himself as a MMA gambling degenerate. That's that's not that's pretty much. Um, I mean, I, I'm not even a, de- a gambling degenerate. I bet like twenty bucks a weekend. You know, like it, Matt. Well, I said lo- I should say lose twenty bucks a weekend because uh, yeah. after that, I kind of want to kill myself because I just suck. But especially the I nights mean, when I'm losing eight units, where I just have to keep loading into the Fanduel and I'm withdrawal yep. or I'm not withdrawal. But <laughs> Withdraw. Yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, okay, pal. Deposit. <laughs> deposit. Deposit. You know, I'm just in there just they going like crazy. Auto deposit set on already. They, as soon as I lock in, they say, oh, I know what you want to do. Yeah. Jeff Molina was supposed to fight this weekend. Yeah, he's supposed to beat the shit out of Jimmy Flake. I imagine that. That was yeah. that first round under all over it. Um, you got to figure now that James Krause is completely going to be excommunicated. Yeah, he's going to get the Pete anything. Rose treatment. He should. Yeah, and, I mean, Jeff Molina probably is too, it sounds like. I mean, he's definitely getting released. Him and Derek Minner. Derek Minner's probably getting also the he's same treatment. He just stunk anyway, though, so it was just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we were going to lose opportunities to bet against him. That's going to be the, the the worst thing about his departure. But, you know, knowing that you had an injury, going in there and fighting on purpose with intent to lose, it, it, maybe, at least in my opinion, I don't know if he thought he could win with uh, a lay that didn't work, but, um, you know, maybe he was in... Obviously, I guess he was in on it. Because he... he I anytime I see an article, I do see them mention Kraus and Minner, kind of uh, you know hand in hand. But they do it seems like now have Jeff Molina right there up there with them. Uh, I wonder who's next. Yeah, and this all started with that Derek Minner fight, uh, I believe against uh, Nurdebike. Is that? Yeah, I think that's who it's against. He had a leg got, injury going leg, into the fight. They didn't tell anyone about it. They wound in and they went up cashing out on him getting finished in this fight, which is very, very, very illegal. And uh, as Dana White once said, that's fucking illegal. Uh, and so now they're going to face the consequences. And there's no joke consequences that come with that shit, man, because you're talking about the sanctity of the of the event, of the of the promotion. You know, the last thing they want is to this to turn into WWE or some shit like that or make us make them look bad. So they're going to they're gonna treat this with a heavy... They're going to make an example out of these guys. And I think they probably should. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for me. I don't know if you have anything else to uh, get out. And Peter Jan and um, Rob Davishvili. That's, that's the other fight on March 11th, main event. Who do you got on that real quick? Um, Jan. So do I. Okay. I, I just think he won't be able to take him down. I think, he's gonna, I think Davishvili might get fucked up in that fight. Uh, uh, Mario Yamasaki has come out and said he was not that bad. Oh well, you know, thank you. He he, he honestly he he messed up. <laughs> him and Kerry Hatley Four. should hang out. <laughs> yeah, along with maybe um, Mazagati. Who's our our other guy? Yeah, who's our, who's our other guy that still does fights? Or he doesn't. I mean, not that still. He did the one fight and got pulled. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that guy. Yeah, the one that let that guy almost get killed. Yeah, he was like a CIA operative or something. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Fuck, what flight was that? Was that the uh, Saint Denis fight? That was Benoit Saint Denis. Yeah, actually, I'll be able to find it. Oh, that's that's a, a couple, classic. A couple of clicks. Shout out to uh, Saint God Denis fighting um, Joe Selecki. Which, listen, you know, okay. I, you know, you all know I love Joe Selecki on this podcast, but that is a tough matchup for Joe. 
Let's see, Mr. Vyacheslav Kizilev. Uh, we never saw him scary, again. Scary, yeah, he's, scary individual. Sounds like he's involved in some shady shit, but he might have been because <laughs> he was just letting that guy get murdered. What? Who? What, what was that fight? Who was he fighting? Sandini and um, Zaleski DeSantis. Oh, that's right. He was getting murdered. That's right. He yeah. was getting fucked up that fight, and they were like, "Oh, he's so tough." I'm like, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. Like, he's special forces in France. Like, yeah. I, yeah, we I heard that tell. a few times. Yeah, you can definitely tell this guy's taking a beating. Where was that? That was in uh, Abu Dhabi. That's right. Yep. Yeah, shadiness everywhere. What was that? San Blahovich to Shara, Makachev, Hooker, Lee, and Shamayev. That was a fucking banger card. That was a good card, yeah. Volkov. Reboss. Ankalaya fighting no time. Reboss. Tukagov always gets in there, and then fucking, you're lucky if he doesn't pull out before the fight. Bomb. All right, so. <laughs> uh, that. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Still holding the grudge. But that has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. That is Ty Capone on the other side of this microphone. And we will be back on Friday afternoon to break down 283, right? 283 also Friday afternoon, if you're not doing anything. The Lazy King. Yes, the Lazy King, Abdul Abdurag-Amaf. He fights in France. He's like 15-0 and 0 or some shit. He's like one of the best non. Oh, we UFC did talk. I think in the we world. talked about him on here before. Yeah, the Lazy King, dude. That's just I'm 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 all in. He fights, so we'll see. We'll maybe get to see some highlights on Twitter somewhere of him putting somebody to sleep. Maybe why not? maybe he'll get a UFC contract after that. Hopefully. I mean, honestly, why not? I mean, he, he's from where uh, they got Imavov from, so I think it could happen. What weight is he? One eighty-five, baby. Nice, nice. All right, that's that's a that's a meat. So there you beef. go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's what uh, that's what we do here on the podcast, and that's what we will we'll continue to do. We'll be back on Friday, and uh, we will discuss it all. And maybe we'll have some news, to even some even more news too that we remember or that we'll talk right. about. And uh, also another right, another one, real quick. Uh, sure. Jake Paul, Jake Paul, and Tommy Fury for the fifth time. Uh, we're oh, still. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's. It, I we'll love see. it. I love it. If it doesn't happen, who cares? But if it does happen, I will be. I want to get odds. I will be depositing. And I will be unloading on <laughs> Jake Paul. Not be withdrawing. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, no, I'll be unloading on Jake Paul because guess what? <laughs> I, Tommy, Fury. Tommy Fury is ass, and I, I, <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. So there you go. I'm glad I got that <laughs> off my chest. When is that fight? Like February twenty something. So yeah, something like that. Twenty six. I'm seeing minus two twenty. On uh, the, on proboxingodds.com. So. Give me minus five thousand odds that the fight doesn't get made. It doesn't happen. Oh, uh, you would cash out. Yeah. <laughs> you would cash out. Blueface is gonna fight Dylan Dennis on the undercard. That's wow. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be a good one, actually. All right, so uh, we will see you all on Friday. Friday, go birds. <laughs>